Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of How I Teach with Language Arts Lady, Donna Reish. I am your hostess and your teacher, and I'm excited today to bring you one of my favorite non-writing, non-language arts, non-grammar, non-spelling, non-reading, non-marriage, non-parenting, non-children topic, and that is time management. So I know that whether you are a homeschooling mom or a brick and mortar teacher or a tutor, whatever you might be listening to this, I know that time management is um, of utmost importance to all of us. And we are always looking for ways to get more time, to increase our time, to make our time more valuable. And so I'm excited to be bringing this to you. Now, I have my PowerPoint open, but now that I have, I was going to just walk you through the teacher's notebook. And I'm thinking that, I don't know if that's going to work. I don't think you can really see it that well. So let me just tell you here what is what. So here we are with your teacher's notebook. Everybody needs one of these. Every episode you get free lessons, right? And this particular time, I have some uh, calendar sheets from my prioritizing planner that I'm going to be walking through with you on the PowerPoint. So um, you have two ways to consume how I teach. One is with uh, video, which you might be watching now, either at YouTube or at Language Arts Lady blog. The other way is through your favorite podcast platform. Now, when you're listening to the audio, the problem is that you don't have the visual, right? So if you want to listen to audio, uh, you can just download open up, save your teacher's notebook and print it off and you'll have that right there in front of you. So without further ado, I'm going to hop out of this and go into the PowerPoint. All right. So back in 2019, so that's been almost a little over two years ago, actually three years ago in 2018, I joined a program called Self-Coaching Scholars. And we learned in that, it's like a precursor to uh, getting a coach certification with them. So this is like the non-certification part. And you learn a lot of concepts about uh, life coaching, um, especially for yourself. So that's why it's titled Self-Coaching Scholars. And throughout that year in Self-Coaching Scholars of 2018, I just fell in love with life coaching. And um, being one who loves everything, um, of course, I wanted to delve into that more, even while I was doing all the things that I do with family, grandparenting, um, teaching, creating curriculum, speaking, and so forth. Um, it was just something that just resonated with me. It felt like a platform or a vehicle to teach many of the concepts that I've used in my life to, for relationships, for weight loss and maintenance, for time management, just for various areas. And I'm kind of like my second daughter, Kayla. She um, is a nurse and she has um, three, two or three associate degrees. She says those don't really count but she has two or three associate degrees. She has three bachelors, two bachelors of arts and one of science, church history. Um, I can't remember the second one. 
And the third one is nursing. And then she has three masters. Um, I believe it's masters in church history, a masters of divinity and a masters of nursing education. So when she was a little girl, she maybe six or seven years old, one day she was sitting at her little table doing her math. And I said, Kayla, if you would just stay with your school during the day and, and stay on schedule, then you wouldn't still be doing your math at four o'clock in the afternoon. And she looked up at me and she put out her little arms and her chubby little hands, uh, kind of like in a, in a you know, questioning, kind of shoulder shrugging way and said, I like school, I like chores and I like playing. So it doesn't matter what I'm doing. And so through the years, I have decided that Kayla truly got this love of learning, love of just doing anything and everything, love of anything, anything to do with thinking, um, just really uh, those kinds of loves for a lot of different things, honestly, from her mom. So after that year in self-coaching scholars, I decided to hang my shingles out, my shingle out for life coaching, specifically via um, weight loss coaching. My husband and I have at that time we lost 220 pounds now we've we gained a little bit so now we're at more like 190 pounds together we have we have problems with 10 or 15 pounds here but at any rate we've kept like 90 percent of our weight off and so i did weight loss coaching created an entire weight loss program it was really phenomenal love 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 um especially coaching uh women you know 40 to, to 70 or whatever on weight management and then my other avenue was time management. That was another thing I had several clients in time management. And so I was able to do this weekly coaching sessions, private, private coaching sessions with these people in these areas and just loving it because I've spoken about time management ever since I can remember. I remember one of my very first presentations that I ever gave anywhere was in North Carolina and in Indianapolis in one year that I first started speaking at homeschool conventions and it was about prioritizing, it was about scheduling. And uh, those were some of the topics that I began speaking about uh, 22 years ago. So anyway, I love time management. So this episode and next episode, I'm going to bring you time management and the prioritizing planner. So I'm going to be using some of the documents. Oh, good, she has the whole pages on here. Um, I had only been going through the teacher's notebook. All right, through this, I'm going to go through several of the key pages or the key monthly, key weekly, key daily pages of the prioritizing planner and showing you kind of how I lay mine out. Now, obviously, I created a prioritizing planner with uh, Bryn Marie, uh, Brenda Prentice. Uh, she is the, uh, the designer of this. And um, it is available for sale at Teachers Pay Teachers, at my Teachers Pay Teacher store, as well as at Language Arts Lady store. Very inexpensive considering that you can print an entire planner and have it bound or use binding rings or something like that for it. But even if you aren't the least bit interested in my particular planner, suppose you have a planner that you really, really love, I think that this week and next week, you'll get some key takeaways of just some ways that I get more things done, some ways that I prioritize through the years, some ways that I've been able to, you know, write for 22 years and teach um, homeschool classes 
and um, manage a home, raise children and homeschool them. So it, I just, I would not have been able to do those things had I not learned so much about organizing and prioritizing and planning and things very, very early in our marriage and in our family. So I'm gonna be walking you through the prioritizing planner and also just teaching time management um, concepts to you. So here we go. I'm gonna start with time management concepts. There are, um, I, I think that before we ever even begin planning, before we ever start our new year planning, we get out our planner, we start planning, it's beautiful, we're optimistic, next year is going to be different. It's kind of like, you know, those um, new year's resolutions, right? Where we say, I'm going to do this more. I'm going to do better at this. I'm going to try harder at this. I'm going to do this more. And I even wrote an article um, called Why Resolutions with the Word More in It Seldom Stick. <laughs> and it is because that's non-measurable. Saying that you're going to do something more is not measurable. So here are some concepts that I want us to take into the, the idea of opening our new planner, getting ready for a new month, a new year, a new month, a new week, and even a new day. Some things that have helped me greatly. So first of all, the definition of time from Merriam-Webster Dictionary Online is the measured or immeasurable period during which an action, process, or condition exists or continues. So this is a great definition because of some of the key words in this definition. One, measurable. Right, we often forget this and think that time just passes us by. We don't think of how measurable time really is. It is completely measurable. Just like we can count out our money, we can also count out our time. It's measurable. We teach it in, in math class. We teach it with clocks. We use timers. It can be measured. Number two, action, process, or condition. So this tells me that we can put our actions and our processes into our time. And you're going to hear me say that a lot, that, you, that the only way that we can get control of time is if we tell our time where to go. And then, of course, uh, this, con this condition, process, action, ex these exist or continue. And so, in other words, it goes on and on and on. So I think that one of the things that we don't, we say that you know, time, time is not endless. We say that, that um, time uh, you know, is finite. It doesn't go on forever, that we, we, that we need to guard it. We need to you know, be intentional with our time, but yet we don't really consider how true that is. So is time finite? Yes and no. We do have a set amount of it. So in that way, it is. But we also can, quote, use it or, quote, waste it or consume it, which all costs us time. So in that way, we're using it up. And then we can also create it, quote, unquote, or, quote, make more with planning and deciding ahead of time. And through the years, speaking to homeschool moms and just, just women and moms in general, people ask me a lot about time management. And I always tell them that I, that I, that I plan ahead. And they say, well, I, I'm just not a planner. And my answer to that is that we can take on, we can learn any, any habit that we want to learn 
if we do it incrementally and if we set out to to really make it part of our own that most habits we can learn the problem is that we try to just be all or nothing right we try to i'm either a planner or i'm a not planner i'm a decider ahead of time or i'm not a decider ahead of time right and instead um my one of my big hobbies is reading habit books also um james clear and then another one uh the power of habit there, there are four or five that are just my absolute favorites um and with that, we learn that habits can be acquired if we acquire them incrementally and we don't do them all at one time. And that is, of course, a problem with the new year, right? We face this new year and we're like, we have so much time. This is so amazing. I'm going to have so much time to, to get so much done. I'm going to use my time better. I'm not going to waste it. And we are going to just do everything, right? We do all the things come the new year. And instead, that is not at all how habits are formed. That is not at all how habits are maintained. It's usually not a big grand sweeping um, event or time period that causes us to be able to develop these habits. It is usually uh, the incrementality of habit formation that really works. So one of the ways that I like to think of time that really is kind of more able to be grabbed a hold of, right? Able to take it in and see it as a concrete item or concrete um, construct. And that is one, time and money are both finite in the sense that we have it and we use it. The difference is that money is more visual. So we see our accounts go up and down. We see the money go out of our wallet, money go into our wallet. We, of course, you know, PayPal, our, our bank statements, you know, our, our debit card accounts, you know, we can see all of these things and see how they are. It's very visual. I'm out. I'm almost out of money. I can't do anything because I don't have money. But then we also think of time as being more abstract. We don't see that. We don't see it that if I spend this time today in a way that I don't want to, not, not that relaxing is bad, not that having fun is bad, but it's so much better when we plan it. So it's, it's so much more rewarding because we have given that to ourselves as a gift. I love to give myself the gift of time with my family, the gift of time with myself, the gift of free time, if I can ever manage that, with um, going on 10 grandkids, um, with the gift of time you know, for relaxation, the gift of time with my husband. I love to give myself that gift of time. And then I, once I've given it to myself, then I have it. And it's so wonderful because I did, it didn't just, I didn't just waste time. I created this time purposely for myself. So we would do better with time if we viewed it the way we do Monday, money, right? Even though we can't see it, we can see the clock go down, but that's not the same because while we might have to wait for money to come in next week and the next week and the next week, when it comes to time, it is, it is there, it is here right now, right? And then it's, then it's gone, but that's okay because we're going to get more tomorrow. But that's not really true, right? Because tomorrow's money is earmarked as well. And so if we would consider time more like money, we tell it where to go, we plan for it, we don't waste it. We try to create more of it through planning ahead, through time management, 
through working on the things that are our priorities, then we uh, will treat time a lot differently. All right, so I want to start out with that concept that I just brought up of planning ahead. This, I love this quote by Winnie the Pooh, um, which is, I believe he's talking to Piglet. Piglet asked what, what him, ask him what organizing is. And Winnie the Pooh says, organizing is what you do before you do something so that when you do it, it's not all mixed up. I just think that is an absolutely delightful definition. And I also think that it is accurate that when we organize, we plan ahead, then whenever we do do it, it's not all mixed up. And so I honestly, truly believe that planning ahead is the key to organizing. And so with planning, we decide what our goals are. We decide how much time we have to devote to our daily life or our goals. We decide, of course, how important our goals are, how we will spend the time that we have, and how we can tell our time where to go. So I'm going to start with the prioritizing planner, and I'm going to be explaining some concepts uh, for, for the month, monthly, for the monthly calendar, for monthly memos, which are a couple of pages, for weekly memos, which are a couple of pages, and for the weekly pages, and for the daily pages. So here we go. All right, first of all, Bryn Marie is absolutely amazing. Isn't this gorgeous? I just love it that it's, um, that it, for one thing, it's not as saturated. When we set out to make this, I told her that I wanted a beautiful colored planner, but it is 300 and some pages long. I don't even know how many pages it is. It's so, it's big, it's huge, right? Um, and so the thought of coloring, of printing, you know, 300 and some pages in color, in a saturated color, dark colors, deep colors, or a lot of color on each page is just too, too expensive for most of us, right? So I told her that I wanted it to have splashes of color, but I didn't want it to be so saturated uh, with deep and dark and uh, saturated colors that would cost so much to print. And I told her, I don't want so much color on each page, like, you know, big bold flowers on each page and things like that. Although I think it's lovely if um, we could do that, but because we're printing this ourselves at home, that just isn't, isn't a good idea for a planner. So it is lovely. She's done a great job. So I'm going to walk you through the month calendar. And again, whether you are using this prioritizing planner or you're using your own planner, I just, I just want to really encourage you um, to uh, consider some tips that might help you to utilize it even better. So first of all, up in the left-hand corner of the left side of the page and the right-hand corner. So this is a two-page spread. And so it, it opens out with this side on the left, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday on the left, and Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday on the right. And so this is a two-page monthly calendar spread. They all have quotes and things at the bottom for encouragement, all the months do. But this is one of the things that, I that was really, really important to me. And if you do not have this in your planner, I encourage you to go to Etsy and order these stickers of these things right here. Can you see me pointing to that? I think that shows up to you. Up in the left-hand corner, that little month. And then the right-hand corner, the little month. And in Etsy, on Etsy, you can order these clear little teeny month stickers 
for every month of the year. So I encourage you to get two sets. I think they're two or three bucks a piece. Get two sets and put, so if this is January, right? We would put December 2021 on the left side and we would put February 2022 on the right side. And I love that because I want to know, you know, was my appointment on a Tuesday last month or Friday? It was on the 15th. What was, what was the 15th? What day was the 15th last month? You know, next month, what day will, uh, what date or what day of the week or whatever will something fall on right? without having to flip calendar pages? I love that. Okay, so that is the first thing that I love about this. And I encourage you to do that no matter what kind of planner you're using. But then you write the month and the year at the top. And this is an undated calendar. So that means that you fill in your dates everywhere. So um, I usually just put them in the uh, upper right-hand corner. And then that gives me everything all the way on the left and, and uh, so forth to write my uh, things down on the calendar, what day, what day things fall. All right, so this right here is notes. And whether you have this in your calendar or not, most calendars do have something like this along the edge. I really like this. And this is how I utilize this. I um, suppose I am speaking right here on Wednesday. I don't even know. I think this is going to be the uh, 3rd of January. So 4th, 5th. Suppose I'm speaking on Wednesday, January 5th. I will come over here. I will put that down, um, you know, uh, um, speaking to moms, whatever, whatever group, um, 9 a.m., and then I'll come over here in my notes and I'll write fifth and I will put something like, you know, the, to the topic, how long I'm speaking and the address. Of course, I also do this digitally, but, um, you know, this is just a, a way to have a paper count. I'm going to talk about digital and paper in just a moment. So that is what I use this for. I use this for phone numbers, details, addresses, anything else that I need to know about that date. So on the actual calendar, I only have to put uh, speak at Bluffton uh, Moms 9 a.m. That's all I have to put there. Right? I don't have to put the address and everything. I don't like to clutter these because my calendar, if you could see my calendar, you would not believe it. It's very, very, very full because it has all the classes I teach, all of my meetings with my assistants and, and my editors and all that kind of stuff. And then it has every time that I have grandkids or every family get together or every time one of our moms needs something, I have that on there too. We're all very, very busy, right? And then at the top, at the very top, I always say this little top part, this is just a tip for you um, uh, empty nesters who are trying to spend time with grown kids or grandkids, or even if like when I had kids and I was had kids still at home, I always try to make sure that every day I had somebody who got extra attention. So I would write that on my calendar who was getting that. So now what I do is I write at the top, like this Monday might say, um, like here, I babysit Sophie and Liam five to nine. And up here, it'll say Sophie and Liam circle. Here, it'll say Jason circle. Here, it'll say uh, Kara. And uh, here, it might say Jonathan, Maylin and boys circle because they came over for a while and I spent time with them. So I put up here in the, and I circle it, whoever I spent time with all throughout my calendar. That's how my calendar looks. And the reason for that is because I want to look back and I don't want to see, oh, wow, you know, these, I have seven kids and they all live nearby and they're between 23 and 39. 
and they all live really near me. So I want to be sure that I'm spreading out my time. Okay, so let's go over to the uh, notes here, the monthly ones. So one of the things uh, is in that most of us or many of us use electronic as well as paper calendars. Those of us who love paper calendars cannot get away from them, right? We love them. We love the feel of them. We love the look of them. We love writing in them. Um, but we also often use electronic. Maybe we're sharing electronic with family members, you know, Google Calendar, whatever that might be. And so with that, I uh, make my electronic my home. My electronic calendar is my home. And what I mean by that is that everything is in there no matter what. And the reason that I chose to have my electronic as my home is because I know that it's always at my fingertips, whereas my planner might be at home, it might be in my purse, it might be in the other room if I'm teaching or whatever it might be. And so I have my electronic be my home. And then I reconcile my electronic with my paper each week. But if you have, you go back and forth and sometimes your electronic is your home and sometimes your paper is your home, then how do you know whether you put something on paper but not on electronic or you put something electronic but not on paper? So uh, make electronic your home and always be filling in future dates, right? And electronic has that option really easily to fill in future dates too. Don't wait to add things later. <laughs> well, later, right? Don't wait. Okay, number three, set aside a time each week to update monthly calendars and reconcile electronic with paper and or yours with spouses. So this might take 15 minutes a week, um, maybe not even that long, but I make sure I get out my digital, and, I mean, I get out my electronic and I open my paper. And since my electronic is my home base, I transfer things over to my paper and I use both. <laughs> Uh, use notes. I told about that already. Utilize the month before and the month after and write motivating words versus or answer questions at the bottom. All right, we're going to move into uh, any monthly planning page. So this could be, you could have one that goes with it. The way this calendar, the way the pages that I put in the prioritizing planner in the teacher's notebook, you have the cover and then you have monthly, the month long calendar. Then you have monthly memos, that's a two-page spread. Then you have weekly memos, that's a two-page spread. And there are, oh, I'm missing something. And there are um, uh, four, there are four of those, or how many weeks you have. There are four weekly memos. And then I also have my daily fast five. So I must not have told my um, assistant to get grab those pages. So I'll get those in next time, because this is a two-part. All right, so let's move into monthly memos. So after you, oh, after you have your monthly spread, your monthly calendar spread, then the next two pages are monthly memos. And this is where you can plan for the month. I do everything that I plan, everything in my life, I plan in categories. And this has worked so well for me as a homeschooling teacher, as a, as a you know, part-time teacher of other kids, plus homeschooling mom, um, plus, you know, home management plus um, uh, personal things plus curriculum writing. So everything in my life is by categories. So that is why the prioritizing planner has these rectangles, if you will, these blocks that have a section at the top where you can put the category and then they have things underneath there. 
uh, to list. So my categories uh, for most given weeks are language arts lady blog, teachers pay teacher store, um, uh, classes, family, um, uh, new products that I might be working on, home, personal, and, and so forth. So that those will be my categories. And I love working in categories because I can always think of what I want there when I do that, right? So do it by categories. Also, it's important when you're doing a monthly, so you're gonna sit out here and you are going to say, this is, these are the amendments for the month of whatever. And um, you are going to say, these are the things that I want to get done the next month. These are the prioritizing, the prior priorities for that next month. The beauty of that also is that you can have this ongoing too. So right after February, there's another set of monthly memos like this, and you can go ahead and move something over there, right? That you're not getting to, or that became less important, or that you know you can put out until the next month, you can move it on over. So this monthly memo double sheet can be a work in progress. It can be like a living document that you work through uh, throughout the year that you can put things in future months as well. So uh, the monthly memos, one the, to do it by categories, okay, then don't put in little daily tasks, put in big things that must be done for that month, right? So don't say, you know, like go to the dentist, right? That's going to go, that's going to be in your monthly calendar. And I'm going to explain to you how I block each day and how I time block each day when I get to the dailies next week, hopefully. So, but, so don't put little things like that, like go to the dentist or um, uh, buy ingredients for pie. You know, that's, that, these are your like big things, like it might be prepare for Christmas dinner or whatever. And then, then you'll go over to your dailies and, and put that out there and list everything that you'll need to do or the weeklies or whatever, list everything you need to do to prepare for Christmas dinner, right? You won't put each little thing on here. These are big picture items. So that is what the monthly memos are all about. Uh, on this side over here, we have, and I have, Brenda and I have in this calendar, big goals for the month. And I think that this is really good to think of because this right here should coincide with these, right? If you have a big goal to, um, uh, you know, have 90% of your classroom learn, learn their nines and multiplication next month, if you're a classroom teacher, or you have, if you're a homeschool teacher, you have your big goal for the month to um, have everybody do a morning routine from 8 to 8.30, then these, your, your list of tasks should reflect these big goals, right? The reason I also like this is because of the whole idea of incrementality, that we don't say, I'm doing everything for the whole year. Instead, we say, I'm going to make this my goal for the month. And then there's a place to put words to live by. So I like to set aside um, some time during the last few days of a month um, to fill this in and to think about the next month's goals. And of course, since I'm filling in you know, all throughout the month, I might already have some things written on here when I sit down at the end of the month to work on that. All right, next week, we are going to talk about weekly memos and how to plan uh, your, your work and tasks for the week. And then the one after this is um, the 
daily fives, that's the first five and the fast five for each day, to teach you how I utilize that. And then I'm going to teach you how I um, plan for the week, weekly hour one, and how I block my days each day, and then weekly hour done when you're all done with the week. So, so many exciting things. I am super, super thrilled to be teaching you about time management. And I just hope that something resonates with you, that you can take something away that will be a huge help to you and that will um, make your 2020 even better. All right, so we have some things back here. Let me see here. Don't, don't forget to get your teacher's notebooks. These are the 18 freebies. They're not related to this product, this um, broadcast. Um, I, I don't know what happened to the header for that, but these are the 18 freebies. So five books with five videos that go with them, with me teaching your students, and then all of these other books and chore charts and so forth. Those are all free when you sign up at Language Arts Lady. Here are some Christmas projects that I have up at my store, level one, second and third grade, level two, fourth and fifth, level three, sixth, seventh and eighth, four, eighth, ninth, tenth, and then um, level five is high school or upper high school. And then I also have my Christmas preposition packet, which practice book, which happens to be my bestseller so far in December. I'm excited about that. It's a great product. All right, and of course there's a new semester. So you can create a class locally or online or on Zoom with us. You can hire a teacher. My husband teaches all of these subjects and he teaches one-on-one -on, -one on Zoom as well as in small groups. And we also do private tutoring. Thank you so much for joining me, uh, Donna Reese, the language arts lady. And I'll be back next week with more time management for the coming year. Thanks.